Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Weekends were made for sports. Now do the robot voice. I want to hear it again. Meet more sharp robot. That's a terrible robot voice. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. Everyone, meet freelance alien bounty hunter, Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp? The football guy? Yeah, I hunt aliens now. Used to catch TDs, now I catch ETs. You ever caught an alien, Shannon? Not yet, Mr. Question, but I'll let you know when I do. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. Where are the turtles? Where are the turtles? Come on, guys, get out of here. Where are the turtles? And Rashad Taylor. Nobody calls me Lebowski. You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude, man. On 1080 The Fan. Hour 2 of 2 here on Sports Sunday. Sort of Sports Sunday as we're calling it, although this week there's plenty because the NFL free agency slash offseason began last week. Thank you, Roger Goodell. Thank you. Roger Goodell for not turning off free agency because you could do that over the phone. Um, so if you missed the first hour, it's on the Les Shop Tires podcast at the end of the show. We discussed Tom Brady and we discussed the running backs who were on the move, but we have to get to what I think is even bigger news than the Tom Brady news this week. And that is the fact that Bill O'Brien has once again proven to be the, ju- the dumbest general manager in the NFL currently to be clear as he made a trade with the Arizona Cardinals. Now I remember seeing this come across my phone when it happened. I believe it was on Monday and the first tweet I saw was Cardinals sending David Johnson to the Texans. I went, Oh, well, okay. I mean, Maybe they're banking on the fact that he'll be good again. He hasn't been for a little while. But, you know, as we talked about in our last segment, running back position is fickle and the skill of these players changes quickly. And David Johnson is often injured. But, you know, he did have, well, only one, but one really good year at running back where everyone <laughs> thought he was the best running back in the NFL. 
And I went, okay, okay, well, it's not so bad. They probably gave up, what, like a fourth-round pick for him or something, right? This is kind of how these trades go. And hell, the Broncos got Jarrell Casey for a seventh-round pick, and right? he's an all-pro defensive tackle. And this is a bad contract. Yeah. And uh, and I went, okay, well, look, they, they got Deshaun Watson, they got Hopkins, they got Fuller, they've got good players, and they're trying to make the, the push, the final push. And then I saw the bottom line on ESPN scroll, and it said... Texans, as part of trade for David Johnson, send DeAndre Hopkins to the Cardinals. And I looked at that and I was like, um, excuse me? DeAndre Hopkins, like the top three receiver in the NFL, who's amazing and is clearly got a great rapport with the quarterback on your team and Deshaun Watson, who's growing to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. You traded him to the Cardinals for a running back who had one good year. Well, tell me you at least got a first-round pick. Nope. No, they didn't. And then I saw this tweet. The Texans, over the course of two years, have traded Jadeveon Clowney and DeAndre Hopkins and have not received one first-round pick. Not one. They also gave up a pick in this trade, by the way, I'd like to say. They got a second and, I think, a fourth. And they gave up a fourth. And they gave up a fourth. And DeAndre Hopkins. So they basically got a second-round pick. For DeAndre yeah, Hopkins. Yeah. And a bad contract. And a bad contract running back for a guy who's been hurt. So I, I'm sitting here, and, and there's there's many layers, there's many tentacles, as I, like, as I like to say to this. But the first of which is, Bill O'Brien, what you doing, baby? <laughs> Ooh, what is you doing, What is baby? you doing? I Ooh, mean, this no. is this is stupid. And then the report comes out that he just didn't like that DeAndre Hopkins had too many kids out of wedlock. And there was a meeting, and he said, the last time I had a meeting like this, it was with Aaron Hernandez when he was a Patriots coach. So he compared DeAndre Hopkins being a little bit loose with his blue chew to a murderer and having to talk to a guy who committed murders. That's a really great way to run your team there, Billy Bob. It's a great way to run your team with your star player, the best player on your offense, one of the best receivers in the NFL. Just let's, let's alienate him. And then, oh, he's so mad. Okay, and I, I don't like you. You don't fit my system. I'm going to trade you away. I've got Will Fuller, who's not hurt every two weeks. Um, and I'm going to trade you away. What am I going to get in return? A running back who's not hurt every two weeks and nothing else. God. I could not believe what I was reading when I saw that. And I have a buddy who actually, who I, who I graduated college with, who actually works in Seattle now in, in sports radio. He used to work in Houston and I would follow him just ripping on Bill O'Brien or Bob, as they call him B O B and because of just how terrible of a GM that he is and not a great head coach to boot. And this is just further proof of that. It's insanity to me. Absolute insanity. I'm, I was like you. I saw the first trade, or I saw the first message, and it's David Johnson to Texans. Man, cool. This makes the Texans a little better. I mean, David Johnson, you know, the offensive line in uh, Arizona is improved, but still not very good. Uh, you can see that Kyler's running for his life at times, but he's still, you know, pretty okay. Man, okay. He's pretty okay. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Kyler, considering that line, considering man, Kyler Murray was, good was, was good. You know what I mean? Like, so uh, – I'm looking at that. I'm like, okay, well, him coming to the Texans is a little bit of a better line. Not great still, but 
better than Arizona, but you, now you get to play with, man, a really competent quarterback. You get to play with, man, a couple of stud receivers. All of a sudden, this Texans team, they look like they're going for it, right? They look like they're, man, they're, they've gone all in. And within three minutes, the next message I see says that DeAndre Hopkins is playing for the Cardinals. I'm like, I went from, oh, Texans are all in to Texans are forming a tank job now. They clearly don't want to win uh, moving forward. They're, they're pretty much punting on the season at this point because you traded away your best player. And then, like you, I'm reading all the extra stuff, and because the dude has too many kids, does he take care of them? Does he, is, are, are, the, are there mothers getting child support or are they getting some type of support from them? Then why do you care? You're like, I, I totally understand that uh, you want to you know, make sure you run your team the right way and you get character guys and all these things. But guess what, man? Character guys in football typically means you have a six-win team, four-win team. You got a whole bunch of character guys, man. That that means that they have a bunch of bunch of BYU guys, no disrespect to suit, you know, that are what you're not gonna win a whole bunch with us. Sometimes you need some crazy on your team, especially in football, to be able to make that happen. And so, uh, not to say that he's Aaron Hernandez crazy, and that was the next part. Like you again, you mentioned it. You threw your best player more than under the bus. You threw him off the bridge and under multiple semis. If you ever compare him to someone like Aaron Hernandez because he has too many kids. Like, what you just did is you just showed the rest of your team how you felt about your best player. So if I'm just a pretty good player, if I'm Will Fuller, or if I'm now your best player in Deshaun Watson, I'm looking at you a little little crazy now because what do you not like about me that, you know, as soon as as soon as the moment comes, you're going to say all these terrible things? Because I don't care what you say. You you call me a murderer. We, we got we to gotta have a real conversation. You know, you say I'm even compared to a Merc. Like, yeah, we gotta have. There was some intent there, and that wasn't cool. And I, that's that's that was the one thing I took away from that. Is like that as a G, as a GM, you just showed the rest of not just your team, but the rest of the league. If I got to deal with you to come play there, I'm not with it. No, thank you. I literally see no redeeming qualities to this trade. And None. Hopkins is one of those guys that he's one of the well liked guys in the league. You know what I mean? He's one of the one of the friendly guys or whatever. One of the ones that like he's on the the TV shows and he's cool with the like he's one of the faces of your of, of the NFL. You know what I mean? Can we agree on that? DeAndre Hopkins is a receiver is one well, of the, the community faces. Loves him. Of, like, so f- I mean, if it wasn't for JJ Watt, he would probably be the most like member on that team. But JJ Watt is just ridiculous. But but no, he's 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 a guy where the it's outside. Like, I mean, I'm sorry. There's, there's literally how many pro players just have lots of kids outside of wedlock, just bunches of them, yes. bunches that, that, that like, and you're going to like them not to, unusual. to Aaron Hernandez. Like it, it just goes to show that Bill O'Brien is anywhere, but in touch with the players that he's coaching and the people of who they actually are not to mention like, the game's passing him by like obviously the dude has no idea how to build or run a team like he's single-handedly dismantling and destroying the houston texans and the only thing keeping him afloat is one thing it's called deshaun watson like and the fact that they make the playoffs every year yep at 10 and 6 and then he loses in the first round because he's a terrible coach and apparently a way worse gm i see no redeeming qualities to this trade none at all should have been fired the moment that that trade was done like i i just i yeah. would if i was the owner I, I probably would have fired him and been like wait we'll call him back up and be like we, we can't do this because that that was absolutely the most asinine trade that i've i've seen since you know he traded two first round picks for laramie tunsil uh, i mean 
True, he did do that. <laughs> just, I mean, but I, if there's one team right now that you want to like, like I was like, dude, I, who else they got? Like John Elway, get on the phone. Like start taking advantage of this guy. Like, boom. Like, it, I'm sorry. You're telling me right now that you wouldn't get on the phone. You're John Elway and be like, hey, we'll send you a second round pick and Philip Lindsay for, uh, for, you know, for for Nukem for for Nuke. I mean, Hopkins. Like that's a better deal right there. Just just that. Yeah. And I'd take that in a heartbeat. Of course. Take our backup running back and a second round pick, and we'll take one of the top three wide receivers in the league. It's just go take advantage of this guy if you're a GM. I just don't understand how he still has a job at this point. Like you said, I think he's gotten too much power there. I think they've got an absentee owner basically who just runs it with the money, and that's about it. What is it? The McNair family. The Bob McNair is the owner yeah. there. Um, and he's probably just got way too much power. And this happens in sports sometimes. I mean, if it's a team that doesn't pay too much attention and the coach is also the GM, then you can have this kind of stuff happen if they're not good like Bill Belichick is. And, uh, I mean, I guess Robert Kraft is also pretty hands-on. But that is, that's what's going to happen if, it's, if you keep letting it go down this road. And I feel like you had a couple of years ago a chance to switch gears and move away from Bill O'Brien. And now look what's happened. Your team is being dismantled in front of your very eyes because he has personal problems with these people. That, as a head coach, is how you get past those personal problems with your best players that keeps you as a good team. And clearly, Bill O'Brien, Bob, B-O-B, cannot do that. All right, coming up next, let's wrap up what happened this week. Marcus Mariota has a new home. Phillip Rivers has a new home. We will get to that before Hate It or Love It. This is Sports Sunday on The Fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 1019 here on your Sunday morning. As the fog is fading, it does appear like it's going to be another nice day. Although I looked ahead in the weather, and we're going to get back to 50s and rainy next week. So tight. It was a nice little break, but uh, maybe you'll want to stay inside now. That'll be easier to stay quarantined. I, th- I think it's much easier to stay inside and quarantine when the weather sucks. Yeah. Like the cold part about this part of the quarantine is it's been so nice out. I know. Like, it's like all you want to do is it's go It's like all I can do is look out my window and see how sunny it is and go, damn it, man. Why? Where was this, you know, in beginning of January? Like we could have, I could have used the quarantine then, you know, away from everything. So, yeah, but it, it, it does suck for the reason we have to be inside. So, so it, you know, all that. Other things of note from the NFL week that was include Marcus Mariota signing with the Las Vegas Raiders. Got to get, got to get used to saying that can't say Oakland Raiders anymore. Uh, He was going to go be the backup to Derek Carr, but knowing that Derek Carr is not um, (laughs) the best quarterback, it gives him an opportunity to be a backup for a while and also have a chance to win a job in the future. Gets to be under John Gruden. Uh, who I know liked Mariota a lot coming out of college. Maybe best case scenario for Mariota, if he wasn't going to be a starter, is going to to Vegas? I mean, sure. I mean, if nothing else, you get to live in 70 degrees to 100, you know, in seven, you know, all year. So that's cool. But uh, I feel like that, that'll that fit for Mariota, though. No, I mean, I th- it gives, I mean, gives him a chance. No, I think I think, I think think going to the Raiders is, is, a, is a great thing. I, mean, I think it's a great thing for the entire franchise just to be able to get a – 
kind of a reset on everything. You know, the way they left Oakland wasn't great. The things about the stadium wasn't great. So this is an opportunity for even for Gruden to press the reset button after an awful offseason, you know, with the Antonio Brown stuff and the Raiders just, you know, the hard knocks and all that, like all those things kind of, you know, played into them not having the great season. So Mariota going there, uh, I think this could be just what he needs to kind of rejuvenate himself and really start gaining his confidence back. I can imagine having somebody like Ryan Tannehill come in and take your starting job is a bit of a kick to the balls a little bit just because, you know, Ryan Tannehill, I don't think any of us at any point would have ever said Tannehill's better than Mariota at any point during their careers. Not no, even a little bit. No. You know, and so until he proved it. Until he came there and I don't want to say he proved it, but I came there and the situation I mean, was different. We're not even gonna AJ do that. Brown we're, proved we're, it. we're not even gonna do that with Lynch, Jesse. You know, we're not even gonna go to the Mario uh, He's route just gonna with him. look we're, at the numbers and not he's, figure he's, out how they he's got He's baiting there. us right now. You know, he wants Two us to do this. Pass to AJ Brown, he runs it for sixty yards, done. There oh, all of a sudden we're gonna give Ryan Tannehill millions of dollars. Ryan Tannehill. So uh, I'm, I'm looking at that and saying this could be a great way for you to regain your confidence, be able to play, play with the team that, uh, you know, that, that kind of wants them, you know, and I think that's the big thing. Play for who wants you. I do think it'll be helpful, though, and I'm not sure that Derek Carr is actually the full-term answer in, in Vegas. So I don't, I don't think Gruden likes him very I much. I don't think he does at all. I mean, he wanted to start Matt McGloin in hard knocks, if you remember that. Yeah. There was a little slight comment like that. I mean, so maybe that's, that's the best thing for him. I mean, I don't know. Oakland is not the I said it. Damn it. Vegas is not the best run franchise, but uh, I do trust that Gruden will build a decent team there over the long haul. So maybe that'll be good for Mariota. Phillip Rivers is now an Indianapolis Colt quarterback. He will be starting for the Colts, which I think is a good fit for him. Um, I am very uncertain about just how much Phillip Rivers has left in the tank. But if you're the Colts, you have a very good team. It has been built incredibly well. Uh, your offensive line is very good. Your defense is very underrated, and you've drafted well on defense. You've got a couple of good receivers. Um, for Rivers, and, and I think Philip Rivers is better than Jacoby Brissett. So for the Colts, they say, okay, Rivers for a year, maybe two, keeps pushing us in the right direction. We, we can get into the playoffs again. And for Rivers, he says, oh, I'm going to a team that's built well, and I won't have – every single game be a last second loss at the goal line because uh, the chargers are idiots. So I think it's kind of a win-win in that situation. I just don't think that rivers is that good anymore. So I'm wondering whether or not it's going to have as much of an effect as on paper, as it looks at well. No, I mean, it's, it's Philip rivers. So of course he's at this point, he's a little better than Jacoby Brissett. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, the, the chargers, you would find some bonehead ways to lose games for like three years in a row, you know, just, just for their entire franchise. Yeah. Just, just, just something, some silly way to be able to just blow the game uh, in a crucial moment. And that's what we've been used to seeing. And he's right. The Colts organization has just ran a little better at this point than uh, the Chargers. So um, you're going to a situation where you have a couple of good receivers. You've got a pretty good tight end. You've got an, an offensive line that's made to kind of protect you at this point, uh, a defense that looks like they're on their, you know, on their way to being a really good defense. Like if you're Phillip rivers right now, you woke up in the AFC South. Awesome. You know what I mean? Cause really outside of the, outside of the Texans name another. And now, now without Deandre Watson uh, clear, or Deandre Hopkins, like clearly the Jaguars with Gardner Minshew. Exactly. At the helm. You know, exactly. And so, and the, the Tennessee is really the only team you're looking at. And do you think Tennessee is going to do what they did last year again? Like I think Derrick Henry can, but the rest of the Titans, like I'm not sure. 
So uh, you, you're in a division like, well, looking around, easily I'm the best quarterback here now. Like, there's no question. In the AFC uh, West, like, no, you're not the best quarterback anywhere near that division. But you move down to the AFC South, you might have might be the best quarterback in that division all of a sudden. Well, no, second best. I mean, Deion, De- yeah, Deshaun Watson, yes, yeah, he's we, a top we know. Five quarterback, yeah. Basically. But there's you could, if you're Philip maybe, Rivers, maybe third best. Ryan Tannehill's probably better than you. Stop can. it, stop <laughs> it. <laughs> Don't you do that. You mean AJ Brown's better than? <laughs> yeah. Don't Actually, I really last year that was all I needed to see from Philip Rivers to be like, yeah, he's done. <laughs> the ball comes out of his arm like, like it's held on by rubber bands and duct tape, and he's just like, ah! he throws the ball and it's just wobbling all over the place. I think Philip Rivers is done. Um, Teddy Bridgewater. Panthers, how new pissed, quarterback. How pissed were the Saints? They weren't. They 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 were going with uh, your boy Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. Your boy. I forgot his name for a second. Yeah. I hate him so much. No. Um, no, yeah, they they had already committed to Taysom Hill. So now Bridgewater is uh, he's going to be the Panthers' new quarterback. I like that a lot, actually. I really do. I thought Bridgewater looked pretty good in replace of Drew Brees, and I'd like to see him get the chance to be the starter again. And the Panthers are doing a bit of a rebuild, but, uh, you know, you got Christian McCaffrey there to throw the ball to and hand the ball off to and pass to, and he'll pass it to you, and he'll do everything. So I like that move. I remember a guy who had the city of Minnesota, you know what I'm saying, thinking that this was our year. And I remember when he went down in the preseason and everybody's it, – it really killed the NFL. You know, that was one of those things. I think a lot of people were looking forward to seeing what Minnesota was going to be able to do, and then Bridgewater got hurt. And it was like, really, it was like, dude, that was like one of those one of those dark moments. And everybody just felt bad for him because I think we all knew that Minnesota's right there with that defense and some of those weapons and Bridgewater, like they're going to make that step. And then the injury came and he just wasn't able to really ever become that same guy again because he wasn't able to get that opportunity. Here's a chance where he can go in and take over for Cam Newton, you know, have uh, – have an opportunity to play with a guy like Christian McCaffrey, who as a quarterback just makes it so much easier for you because you know he's going to give you production. If I line him up at receiver, he's going to do some great things. If I line him up at running back, he's going to do some great things. If I need him to step step in and block somebody for me, like he can do that too. You know, So McCaffrey is one of those guys that just makes it easier for every quarterback in the league would love to have a Christian McCaffrey. I, he just he reminds me of that, that perfectly average quarterback. Like, he... he he wasn't bad in Minnesota. He wasn't great. He was he was fine and average. Like he was like, yeah, hey, yeah, no, you can win games with this guy. Reminds me of Derek Carr. Oh yeah, he, yeah, he, you can win games with Derek Carr. I mean, heck, you've you've had like ten. You know, the guy got himself, you know, the best contract and uh, highest paid quarterback in NFL for like three months or whatever it was, right? But the fact is, is Derek Carr's perfectly average. Teddy Bridgewater to me is perfectly average like sure you got you got talent around like dj moore he'll be fine i'm worried about curtis samuel you're, you're looking at a guy that doesn't really throw the ball very deep very much you know and I, that's what curtis samuel does like are you gonna throw everything to dj moore you just got rid of your top tight end and you haven't proven that there's anybody really behind them you're gonna go on dj moore and christian mccaffrey like i just think that remember the panthers aren't expected to be great no they're they're not and so it's a fine signing but if you're signing him thinking he's going to be your quarterback of the future i think you have better upside with a guy like cam newton and everybody knows what i think of cam newton i don't think he's that great uh then you got with a guy like teddy bridgewater i think teddy average you're going you're perfectly average moving forward with that guy 
And I don't know if that's what you're looking. In fact, we know that's not what you're looking for out of a quarterback because they're trying to run Derek Carr out of Oakland or I mean out of Vegas. So it's going to be hard. It is going to be hard. Mm-hmm. But but that's I mean, uh, look at Tyrod Taylor. He's the only quarterback to take the Buffalo Bills to the playoffs outside of, you know, Josh Allen last year over how many years and they couldn't wait to get rid of that guy because he's perfectly average i think bridgewater has a ceiling that is above perfectly average i don't um i think they view him as a bridge but i also think a bridge quarterback but i also think that he could prove to be better than a bridge quarterback when i watched him play for the vikings i thought we had something special in bridgewater in the league and then the devastating knee injury i mean it was awful has just completely thrown his career for a loop and i mean that's understandable I don't know if he will ever get back to a point where we watched him in Minnesota and we're like, oh, wow, this guy could be really good. But I think he has the upside to do that, which is why the Panthers took a chance on him because he's not Kyle Allen. <laughs> he's better than Kyle Allen. And I think that's very important because they were like, oh, well, maybe Kyle Allen will be the starter when Cam Newton leaves. No, no, no. Bridgewater's a better choice than that. So I think he does have some better upside. What do you think the most amount of touchdowns he's thrown in a season is? Bridgewater? Bridgewater? Yes. Like, like 19, 20? I was going to say like 17. 14. First year? Uh, first and second year. Yeah. So, though. So, Adrian Peterson on that like, team. That's though, right? not even. That's not. And that's that he that second year, 16 starts. You didn't even throw a touchdown every single game. Well, that's Joe Flacco last year, bro. That's <laughs> That's well, Joe Flacco last year. A what what Flacco, did you think of Joe Flacco last year? Oh, he's terrible. Exactly. So you're, I'm but just saying. But remember, you're, you're Adrian talking. Peterson was on that team. A lot of touchdowns for him. Right? Right. Sure. Just saying I, they were I'm a running, saying, running team first. Uh, we're, we're talking about. You got like Christian an, McCaffrey. We're talking an era now where quarterbacks are throwing for 5,000, almost 5,500 yards, 50 touchdowns, and this guy's throwing for 14 and like 3,000. I'm just saying. You're just saying. Just saying. <laughs> the final note, and we will move on to hate it or love it next, is that after one year, the Jaguars traded Nick Foles to the Bears. And that's that. <laughs> Which means that Mitch Trubisky is going to lose his job to Nick Foles. And it's going to be glorious. Because, oh my God, is Trubisky bad? And, oh my God, is Nick Foles not in Philadelphia bad? All right, let's get to hate it or love it. Uh, but first, Jesse has SportsCenter. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. All right, it is 10.36 on Sunday, March 22nd. Today would be the uh, second day of the second round of the NCAA tournament. Tight. Sad. Would be. I'm sad. Would be. Thursday would have been opening day for the baseball season. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Nurkic would have came back about five days ago. Yeah. Last Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. We would have got to see him play a little bit of, you know. Uh, Meaningless basketball? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Is that a nice thing about this, that the Blazers' terrible season is just gone? It's over. That we don't have to watch it anymore? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'll be honest. Like, Although, if it comes back in June, it's just going to be this really sad, like, stab-in-the-stomach reminder of, like, ugh. But we're still going to watch it. Maybe that's what they needed. Maybe they needed a few months off to come back and, like, you know what? We did suck. Let's be better. You know? We only got 14 games left, but yeah. we'll, we'll make the playoffs. We can do this. We can do it. 
That stupid blazer push. All right, Jesse, what do you have for us? Today? Hey, I'm going to do sports stuff today. Yeah, because there's sports. We to got talk sports about. stuff. Yeah. yeah, we got. Hey, how am I supposed to write stuff down? There's, there's a pencil in here that's not sharpened. <laughs> do we even have a sharpener in the building anymore? I don't know. Who has pencil sharpeners? I don't know. We don't have a pen or a sharpened pencil in here. We use I, the highlighter. It's I fine. I guess I will just not do my normal tracking of points today. Yeah, just keep it in your head. It's yeah, fine. I, I'll I, totally I, trust the winner this time. I got a computer. Um, all right. So, uh, football. 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 Uh, started with Tom Brady. We'll start with Tom Brady once again um, as he has moved from the AFC uh, to the NFC. He's now a resident of the uh, new conference. Yeah. That's crazy. Lives in, well, Tampa Bay, Clearwater area. Yeah. He's been dominating the AFC for 20 years. Now decides to go to the loaded NFC. Love or hate, Tom Brady is going to regret going to the NFC and fall short of being a true Super Bowl contender. Um, <clears throat> wow, that's a, that's a great question, actually. A, yeah. true, a true Super Bowl contender. Mm-hmm. I'll say love. He'll regret going to the NFC because he will not be a true Super Bowl contender because the true Super Bowl contender is in his division and it's the Saints. And obviously you have the Niners who made it last year. Um, the NFC is a much tougher place to win than, than the AFC is. In the AFC, he had one or two teams throughout his entire career that were threats. For a while, it was Peyton Manning, whether it was the Colts or Broncos. Currently, it is the Chiefs, and that's about it. I guess you could throw the Texans in. <laughs> Just kidding. They traded DeAndre Hopkins for nothing. Um, so it would be the Chiefs, and the Chiefs are better than the Patriots right now. You've got a lot more teams that are in the NFC that can cause you issues. That includes the Packers as well, with Aaron Rodgers being there. Um, the Rams, I still think, are good. Even though they're clearing salary cap space, I still believe in Sean McVay as a head coach. you got a ton of teams there that are going to be tougher to get through in the playoffs. And like I said, you're not even first in your division. I think he went to the Bucks because he needed a change of scenery. I think he went to the Bucks because he wanted to make a boatload of money, which he did, $50 million guaranteed. Uh, I think he went because he wants to win, but I think winning is now not as important to him at this point in his career as it was with New England. And I think that's why we will see the Bucks fall short of being true Super Bowl contenders. Uh, I love it as well. Um, the NFC always kind of tends to have the better team, and I think the AFC continues to win the Super Bowl because the route to the Super Bowl isn't as competitive in the AFC. You know, in the past, for the past 20 years, uh, there's been three or four teams from the AFC that have really dominated and been able to do stuff. It's been the Pats, the Steelers, the Colts, and now most, and then you, I guess the Broncos, you know, you can yeah, put them in, them and, yeah, you can put them in that mix, but it's only been a few teams in the NFC, man, we've seen Philadelphia, we've seen Green Bay, we've seen the Falcons and Carolina and the Saints and the, and the Rams and the Seahawks and the Niners, like all these teams consistently every single year, you know, kind of continue to, to show and prove in the NFC and the AFC, that's not going to be the case. And then you're going to a division where you kind of talked about it earlier. You're probably going to be the second best team, possibly even the third, because I still think think that Atlanta, you know, could be better than whatever the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can put out there. So, yes, I do think his route to the championship is going to be harder. Just in the fact that his division alone is something that he hasn't had to do uh, within his own division. Now, I mean, there was the, the year that the the Bills were good. There was the two years the Jets were good. But outside of that, man, for the 17, for, you know, 17 of the 20 years, 16 of the 20 years Brady's played in New England, he's been unopposed in that AFC East. This is the first time he's going to have an actual challenge pretty much every single time he plays a team from this NFC South. All right. Um, all right. 
this is going to be an interesting one because I'm pretty much sure that uh, Lynch is going to hate this one. Oh. Okay, just based on his previous comments. So we're just going to move on. We're going to move on to the NFC West. Okay. NFC West, where Arizona has improved. Like, I mean, they have improved. I, yeah. Like, they, they t- they, once again, the AFC's gotten worse and the AFC's gotten better because they have gotten better. Um, and uh, the Rams are continuing to kind of cut salary and they haven't really been active in free agency. Love or hate, the Rams are going to finish last in the NFC West. Uh, man, love. You know, every year, the NFC West is the most compelling uh, division in all of football. I mean, every year, like one of those teams usually ends up being the one that represents the NFC in the Super Bowl. It kind of seems like one of the few teams over the past decade, we've seen the Cardinals go. We've seen the uh, the Seahawks go twice. We've seen the uh, 49ers go twice. We've seen the Rams be there. And so all of a sudden the Rams are unloading all their stock. You know, they see the crash coming. And so they said, we're going to let go of Todd Gurley. We're going to let go of Brandon Cooks. We're going to let go of everybody that was an impact player for us. It's not on this defense so they can kind of retool. So, yes, there might be a lull for them next year. Last year or in the last couple of years, it was Arizona. They were the team that was really struggling. The year before that, it was the 49ers. They were the team that was really struggling. This looks like it might be the Rams' turn to kind of be that team that goes through that. And it looks like this might be the year that the the – um, considering the way you play last year, this might be the year the Seahawks take that step forward and really take over the NFC West all over again. I'm going to go ahead and say hate because I'm not sure I truly am ready to say that Kyler Murray is ready to jump ahead of the Rams and Sean McVay. I mean, you get DeAndre Hopkins, you have Larry Fitzgerald, you got a good uh, young offense. Uh, Kenyon Drake actually played great there last year when he went over from Miami, so he's your new starting running back. And I actually was surprised by how well Cliff Kingsbury's offense worked considering what I expected was to be a total and outer failure for a guy coming from college. who a lot of apologies. Air raid kind of offense. Um, But they won five games last year. And the Rams, who last year we viewed as not so great, still won nine games. And if you look at their team, yeah, okay, they got rid of Todd Gurley. And yeah, they're probably going to try to trade Brandon Cooks, but you still have Cooper Cup. You still have Robert Woods. You still have a solid but unspectacular Jared Goff. Your defense added uh, Leonard Floyd this year. I didn't even know that. I just looked at the depth chart. They added Leonard Floyd. The defense is still good. You still have the best defensive lineman in football and Aaron Donald. Um, and you already made moves to clear cap space last year on defense. And, oh, don't forget, you have Jalen Ramsey now as one of your cornerbacks. They're a good team. The Rams are a good team, and they will continue to be a good team as long as Sean McVay is running the team this way. I think he's a really, really good young mind in football. And one slightly off year after making a Super Bowl and one bad Super Bowl performance does not change that. It's going to take a little bit more than just one really good receiver for the Cardinals to get that much better. So I will say, hate, the Cardinals will still finish in last in an incredibly tough division. You know, I think you uh, swayed me on that one. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, and I was thinking, I was like, man, this is like crash and burn season for, for the Rams. They have had a really bad offseason. But you know what? You know what? I think, I, I, I think they might be third right now. Oh, okay, good. All right. Yeah, good. I think you swayed me. Thank you. Yeah, nice job. Um, let's move on. A couple uh, first overall picks at the quarterback position out on the free agent market right now. Well, one is on free agent market, one open uh, on the trade market uh, in Cam Newton and Jameis Winston. Mm, Two very polarizing players. Fun to watch. And one, because they are really good. And two, because they are really bad. It's kind of weird. They're, They're both. But love or hate, Winston is going to have a better career moving forward than Cam Newton. 
Uh, I'm going to love that because I think Cam Newton's close to being at the end of his career due to injuries. And I think that's the, the simple reason why I would say this. Uh, I mean, Cam Newton is a better quarterback. Cam Newton is a better leader. Um, he's not eating any W's. He's actually, I mean, he's got the weird outfits and, and all that, but his players like him. If you've watched, if you watch the uh, Amazon, I forget the name of it, the documentary that Amazon does um, on the Panthers, his players liked him a lot. Like people gravitate towards Cam Newton. And I'm not sure that's the same with Jameis Winston, but the injuries are concerning. Foot injuries, shoulder injuries, the arm strength isn't there. If he's got foot and leg injuries, he's not going to be able to run. And then all of a sudden you're going to have an inaccurate quarterback who keeps getting hurt. Jameis Winston, through all his faults, still throws a F ton of touchdowns. <laughs> he still can throw the ball deep. Uh, he still has a little bit of mobility in the pocket. And he does, he does control the huddle pretty well. Maybe change of scenery is good for him. Maybe being forced out by a different quarterback, granted it's Tom Brady, but being forced out by a coach who said he wanted to keep you there and wanted to help grow with you wakes him up that he has to be a little bit more careful with the ball. Um, I don't know if that's actually going to happen, but because of the injuries, I think Winston will have a better career than Cam Newton moving forward. <laughs> hate that Winston will have a better career than Cam Newton. Oh, Listen, <laughs> Jameis Winston has done nothing over the past five years to show us that he is a competent quarterback. The, the, the one, the biggest knock that Jameis has, and it's the one thing that you can't fix. You can fix mobility issues. You can fix the way you throw the ball. You can fix the way you read defenses. The one thing you can't fix is you're smart. And Jameis Winston at this point is not a smart quarterback. Man, we've seen uh, uh, Cam Newton win an MVP. We've seen Cam Newton compete in the Super Bowl and damn near win one of those as well, man. We've seen this guy lead a team at one point that didn't have a whole lot of offensive weapons on it. And guys like Devin Funches and stuff like that. And he was able to lead them all the way to the NFC Championship and then all the way to the Super Bowl. Cam Newton is just a matter of being hurt. He's been asked to do a whole lot for that offense up until Christian McCaffrey got there. Now he doesn't have to do as much. You think if Christian McCaffrey got there three years ago, Cam Newton would be working as hard as he's been working for the past couple seasons? Probably not. But the fact is, he's had to do that. He's had the foot issues, which is for a running quarterback, that's probably a bad thing. But listen, the, him having a year off is probably the best thing that could have happened to him. You think there's teams out there that don't want Cam Newton, and now he can now he can call a shot. He can say, this is where I want to go. This is where I want to compete. If a team like the Pats or somebody else like that's come calling, man, Cam Newton is going to have another MVP season. I can absolutely see that happen. All right. Tally up the score here really quick. And our winner today is... I got to get the winner sound here. Rashad Taylor. He won it on the last one, I could tell. Back in business, ain't it grand? He loves Cam Newton. I love Cam Newton. He loves Cam I, Newton. I, I listen. If you I'm, give him a Cam Newton question, he will support Cam until the day he retires. Well, that's not necessarily true. Like, mm. you know, I, I think you've that, done it a lot. No, here's the thing. I'm I love players that people tend to hate because I see the I see the other side of them. I see the good side of them. I see what they actually do, and I feel like we don't like people, and so we instantly we don't like the way they played. We don't like so it's it's one of those things. I'm no hater, and I can see talent when I, I can recognize talent when I see it. So Cam Newton's happens to be one of those guys, but. Uh, coming up next, uh, maybe sports. Hmm. Ah. You said we should talk about some of the essentials of things we need. Yes, we're going to be quarantined. Quarantine yes. aid. What are some things that you need as you go through this tough time of being quarantined? That's coming up next, right here on the fan. Weekends were made for sports. 
This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 10.51, our closing moments here. Sort of Sports Sunday is what Lynch has been calling it, and I agree. We just call it that for, for the next for few the months. Next, yeah, few, I know, few I know. Months. The word months is scary, but I'm you trying know. to train my brain to think that way because unless we just completely go silent and don't do anything for like a month, then it's going to be a while. You know, being someone that works in education, initially when we found out that there could be school closures, like, okay, great. They should close it until after spring break. Yes, cool. Like, so really, this would just be spring break for a lot of people this upcoming week. We've only been out of school for a week now, right? So when initial that initial uh, word came in, I believe it was uh, Tuesday that – it would be extended now people are out of school until the 28th things are gonna be closed to the 28th of, of april at least things went from okay we can do this to i don't know if i can do this anymore <laughs> so we wanted to help you guys come up with uh, a, a list of some things that are going to help you get through uh this tough time of being quarantined you know either by yourself or you know if you got babies if you got kids we know how that can be as well so if you don't smoke now might be a good time to maybe <laughs> not maybe, cigarettes, not cigarettes. Yeah, not but, cigarettes, but, you know, but if you don't smoke, you know. The sticky icky is what he's now saying. now might be the time to go ahead and start stimulating your mind, man, because uh, at this point people are going to be going crazy. So. You want to uh, make things more interesting for yourself? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it might it might help. You know, it might, it might help, help get it over the, uh, some of the boredom. But uh, for me, um, the first thing I'm going to say is uh, make sure if you have your cable or your internet or whatever you need for entertainment, just make sure you're all paid up on that. You know, the last thing you'd want to do is be in the middle of a quarantine where there are some people that aren't getting paid right now. And so a lot last, of people, I mean, yeah. the entire service industry laid off their workers. Absolutely. And which so is that's scary and it's really scary. So, you know, you want people to be able to take care of their families, but also you want to be entertained. And at this time where there's no sports and there's no things going on, I think us as live radio is like the only sports thing that's, that's actually, you know, ESPN, you know, those guys, yeah. but nobody's watching that anymore. Um, I mean, we are, we are here for you. Like I said in the beginning of the show, I mean, today was very sportsy because it was a sportsy week. But we're just going to be having some fun on this show, man. If you if you need two hours to kill and you're up Sunday morning and you're bored out of your mind because you can't leave the house outside of going for like a run, then, yeah, come listen. Come and if you, if you want we'll some dating... Talk, we'll just talk about nothing. nothing. If you want some dating advice or and flirting everything. advice, texting advice, you know, let me know. You know, let Lynch and I know pretty good at that stuff and everything but so one thing we want to make sure you do is get your cable or your your internet whatever that is to make sure you can stream or Mm -hmm. watch your shows man make sure you're on point with that make sure you know your passwords or your friends passwords for netflix hulu disney plus amazon prime and watch all those shows you put on a list that you never got to uh you know i think a lot of the stores are closing now but uh get, get those gaming consoles out play games Play single-player games that, you know, have stories that will keep you interested. Play multiplayer games and hear 13-year-old kill- kids yell racial slurs at you. Bro, I'll, I'll beat a little kid up for, uh, for you know, saying too many. The kids are real bold, you know, on. Oh, they're terrible. Yeah, they're real, real bold. They'll talk about your mom. They'll they'll call you all type of slurs and stuff like that. I'm going to start learning how to hack and get some people's IP addresses and IP accounts. So this you way I can probably showing up to people. about that on the radio. But oh, okay. oh, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm talking to you, ladies man, 449. Like, I'm coming at you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, just get some of those things, man. Grab some, grab some beers, grab some stuff for your kids to play with. Make sure you get some books and things for them to read if yep. you got kids, because we are going to be out of school for quite a bit. And, and, so. I will, and I will say this: 
if you can support local before you go to the big stores. Absolutely. If you can. A lot of these places are doing takeout. A lot of places are doing delivery that don't normally do it. Um, not all of them have found a service yet, like the Grubhubs and the Postmates. Some of them are just doing it on their own. So if you have a place that you like, reach out to them, see what they're doing, uh, and support the places you would have gone normally because they're the ones who need it the most right now. We are a town of restaurants, breweries, bars. That's that's what Portland is. It's a service industry town, and a third of this city lost their job last week because every restaurant that closed had to lay off workers because they can't afford to keep them. Now they're some gave the promise of when this is over, you get your job back, but that means right now they're collecting unemployment checks and that's it. So support those places, keep them afloat so that they have jobs to go back to, and keep these places that you love open because a lot of places may close if this goes for a very long time. Yes, it could. So think about that. Stay safe, guys, Be man. Smart. Use the Lysol, use the soap, use the wipes, Be use the sanitizer, smart. use it all, yo. Do not go to the coast with a thousand friends. Use the condoms, too. Don't forget about those. Just saying. Well, that's a fitting way to end the show. Well, hey, man, you know, I want my people to be safe out there, uh, so it is, use I'm, them. It is a safe thing to do. We'll be back next week, 9 to 11. We'll see what sports happens over the, the following week. But like I said, we'll have some fun. Jesse and Hader Lovett will ask us random questions from his brain, and I'm sure there's plenty of those floating around in there. So uh, we'll, we'll, have, we'll have two hours for you every Sunday, 9 to 11 a.m. We will have shows all week long on the fan for you. Dusty and Cam, Dirt and Sprague, Primetime. All will be here every day. We're essential after all. Or at least so we've been told. We're here for you guys. We are here. And uh, have a very good rest of the weekend and week. And do your best, okay? Omaha! 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 This one's for Pat! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.